With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. They could break here, Chelsea. This could be the moment. Frank Lampard for Chelsea. It's Carvalho to his right. Lampard for the title. Lampard, it's 2-0. It's Chelsea's championship. And 50 years of waiting have come to an end. Lampard comes out to Essien. Oh my goodness. It's a counter attack. It's a new dropper. And now it's in the middle. Dropper goes. Stretch it. Stretch it. Hello and welcome to another episode of Chessie Hour. I'm your host for today, Shemi. Um, I'm joined by four fine gentlemen. Uh, Jay, how you doing, bro? Yeah, all good, brother. All good. Good, 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 good. Uh, Timson, how you doing, bro? Yeah, good. Uh, good to see you all. Yeah, good to see you too, brother. Uh, Sam, how you doing, bro? I'm all good, bruv. Much better than I was under Lampard anyway. <laughs> and Dan, last but least, not least, uh, last but not least, how you doing? Cool, man. You stole my job, bro. Got the money. It's cool, man. <laughs> I offered it to you, bro. You didn't want to take it. <laughs> but yeah, anyway, let's get into... Um, some Chelsea talk, obviously, um, we've got quite quite a little bit to get through this podcast. Um, so yeah, without further ado, um, a one nil win over Barnsley in the FA Cup, as we've just watched, um, it was a bit of a shit show, really. But um, yeah, let's let's get into let's get into the the nitty gritty of the game. Why it was so bad? Who was so bad? <laughs> who was good? Um, so firstly, I'm gonna come to Jay. Um, I'm not really. Yeah, we, we can we can start with the lineup. What was your thoughts on the lineup? And then I'm assuming there won't be too many, too much to say on that. And then after that, just go into your general thoughts of the game. Yeah, I'll keep it short and sweet about the lineup. Um, I think it was clear that Tuchel was trying to get that like, Tuchel, sorry, was trying to get as many um, people trying like rotated in the team. Some of them he did speak about like players that hadn't been given an opportunity 
due to his decisions like um, prior to this for, for other games. So, yeah, em- players like Emerson, um, surprised that Alonso started at, at, I think it was, what, left centre-back? Was that like that? No, no, Emerson started at left centre-back, sorry. So, yeah, that was a bit weird. Um, but, yeah, no surprise to see Ziyech, Kante come in for minutes and stuff like that. So, I, I wasn't really fussed about the lineup. Um, I thought the game would have been a little bit easier. But, yeah, the lineup kind of struggled today, to be fair. Cool. So, so why do you think the game was so difficult? Obviously, you just mentioned that you thought it would be a little bit easier. So why do you think it was so difficult for us today? Um, I think one thing that was mainly evident from the get-go, I think Billy Gilmore started off all right. Sorry. Uh, Billy Gilmore started off all right. Like he was, um, he was getting a few neat touches on the ball and stuff like that. Um, but you could, you could see that the kind of chemistry, obviously, that we have with Kovacic and Jorginho and the kind of control that we normally have with them too, that wasn't there today. Um, it wasn't a like a huge deal, like in terms of, I don't think we was getting worked like that, but it just seemed like we were very, we were a little bit more negative. Like, I, I don't think we knew what to do with the ball as much as when Jorginho and Kovacic were playing. Um, the threat on the left-hand side, I, I always say this when he plays, but for me, it's just not really there like that. I know he's a goal threat in terms of, when he's in and around the box, but generally down the down the flank, when the work that you need to do, I just don't feel like he's got the attributes to do it. Doesn't really like doesn't really have the attributes to beat a man. Can't make a run and beat a man. Hardly crosses the ball. You know, it's just it's a bit of a struggle to watch. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. Hudson with Hudson, I felt like Hudson they. They were trying to do a job on Hudson. It was evident that they'd watched the games from before and they'd seen that Hudson was the main threat because, geez, I'd never seen people swarm Hudson like this before. Like it was like three or four guys sometimes like getting onto him. So I wasn't really mad at Hudson not having the kind of impact that he normally has on the game. I just thought it was really well done by Barnsley. Um, and then just generally, we just moved the ball really slow, to be fair. But I let the others, I let the others talk about the game as well. But generally, that was my, my kind and of really- let me chime in on that quickly. So first and foremost, Jermaine has become a Kovacic and Jorginho stand. Last season, it was literally just me fighting the good cause, you know. And even I would look, I'm responsible for a lot of the new recruits, but I didn't realise when I was bringing man like Timpson in and man like Babs in, I was bringing in more people that are going to hate on the Jorginho vibe. We lost Yas and it was literally just me, but I don't even have to speak anymore. Jermaine's talking that talk for me in terms of Jorginho. Like, up quickly, and I don't want to steal the hosting job back from, from you, Gems, but Jermaine, like, this seems like a free... Is it a 180? It's a 180, it's not a 360. It seems like I don't, a I don't, Yeah, I don't, I don't even know. You could, you could kind of say even to the point that it could be close to a 360, and the reason why is because I think... people. What people need to understand is football changes. So you, you, you could love Kante for two seasons because he plays in a certain way, in a certain team, under a certain manager. And that just suits him. And he looks the best that way. So everything that you're seeing Kante doing, it just looks amazing. I'm not saying he won't look amazing on the Tuchel, but what I'm saying is I was one of the first ones to say, I, you know me, I'm all in when I get when I get a new coach and I like him. I do my background checks, yeah? So I looked at Tuchel's team at Dortmund. I looked at the type of players that played there. I saw Weigl was, was one of the guys that was like in, yeah. instrumental in his play. And straight away, without even hesitation, I said, Jorginho was going to be Tuchel's main guy. You messaged in the chat. You was like, yeah. you know, yeah. I feel like Jorginho is going to give him a He's got a chance. 
It yeah. was great, but my, my, before I quickly get onto some other points, is it that is it fair that because Jorginho is playing in the Lampard system that you're heavily critical of a Jorginho, and then because Kante is playing a, a, a Tuchel system that you're heavily criticism, you're um, heavily critical of the player because you seem to be heavily critical of the actual player when they're playing in systems that don't suit them. Yeah, I think with, with me again, it's. Football's harsh, isn't it? Like at the end of the day, you're the player on the pitch, you're the one that needs to do the job. And yeah. when you're given a certain kind of, yeah, when you're given a certain kind of title as well, like there's Chelsea fans out here that, including myself, that have called Kante one of the best midfielders in the world. Mm-hmm. Do you understand? And I and I just feel like you don't get given that title easily for them to be like 50 million excuses when they're not playing well. And I'm not and I'm not saying that that there isn't an excuse for Kante. I do think there's some valid points as to why maybe sometimes it might not look good for Kante in certain positions or in certain styles of play or whatever. And it is down to the manager as well sometimes. But for me, I just feel like when you're on the pitch, when I see you doing certain things, I just have to hold you accountable because a lot of the time, if you're in that situation, like players are managed by managers, but there's also players that are experienced enough to manage themselves on the pitch as well. And and still yeah, you know what I'm saying so. So I just feel like with that, that's why I'm okay. prob- probably quite harsh on them. So, so also one of the points you raised is that um, this system, the manager seemed to know to press Hudson the doy, etc., etc. Watching the actual footage before the game, the manager was talking. I think a few outlets have mentioned that um, this manager knows Tuchel from his time in Germany, but apart from that, he's French, so he watched Tuchel at, yeah, P- yeah. at PSG. And so, like, he knows the system and he said that, oh, at Chelsea, he's playing pretty much the similar system. So yeah. he also knew how to set up. So I was kind of impressed with Barnsley. Um, but also, thinking back to when we played them in the League Cup, I know we won, was it five or six? But five, yeah. it was tight. In the first half, if you remember, it was tight. Do you know what I'm saying? They were putting it on us. The goalkeeper, who's our goalkeeper? Caballero. I swear Caballero had like a man of the match yeah Caballero game. made a couple saves Aspi made a couple blocks yeah. they, were, they, they were pressurized I wasn't expecting an easy game to be fair but um, exactly but I was impressed with the way they pressed us because generally we, we couldn't deal with their press like they seemed like he really did his homework um, yeah. Timson I'm going to come to you um, now bef- Timson before you start I want you to, to, to call off on a certain indiv- individual at the moment I just want <laughs> I just want your thoughts on the general game and then yeah. um, I've got a separate segment for individuals Okay. And then we can get into the nitty-gritty. Okay. So let's just get your overall thoughts on the game, Timson. So my time is definitely coming. <laughs> Don't worry, brother. I've got a special one for you. All right. So looking at the lineup, I feel like it's customary now to kind of guess the formation because at one minute we were looking at, is, is Emerson playing right back? Are we going to a back four? Then obviously we settled down on our, on our back three because um, it's, even though he's played there regularly under Tuchel, um, it's still hard to just kind of automatically see um, Hudson Odoi as that right wing back. Um, interesting to see. Interesting to see Billy Gilmore and um, Kante as the um, two in midfield. Um, and I thought after I was looking forward to seeing Ziyech and kind of Pulisic showing what um, he can do. Um, Ziyech in particular, after all that talk, is the best is yet to come in that and. Um, I feel like he's taking a step back, um, I'll, but I'll just leave it there in terms of Ziyech. <laughs> oh, boy, oh, boy. <laughs> Timpson is an assassin. Timpson has a notepad of players 
that he's coming for. I already see him loading it, but I, I can't. Cool. I, I can't lie to you. I'm on the same vibe tonight because yeah, I'm 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 not very happy. Anyway, um, Sam, just give me your quick thoughts on the game. Um, not not to speak up, not to speak about the lineup, but just the general game itself. Yeah. So overall, I think it was a pretty poor game. Really, we didn't really play well at all. None of the players I could say kind of had a better game than they should have, and it just felt like one of those kind of dead rubber FA Cup. What was it? Fifth round, whatever it is, it just mm. feels like one of those kind of games where nothing really happened, but we got the win. So, luckily, we can just move on to the next one. Yeah. So I'll give a quick thought. So for me, um, yeah, it was just poor, man. And I think one one problem I have with when we play three at the back here is that it's because we have um, the the less man in midfield, so we have two midfield three at the back. It's so easy for us to just um, fall into that um, that passive, keeping it along the back, pass it sideways along yeah. the back three, because we don't have that that extra option in midfield. So that's why I said at halftime we should switch to a four mm. because. Um, we needed more control in the middle and we needed to out because they matched us they had two midfield as well so that's why I wanted us to switch to a four four-two-three-one, have more bodies in the middle and pop it around there get a bit more control which we yeah. which we which Tuchel did and um, played out somewhat to an extent in terms of control um, so yeah I, that's one thing I really don't like about the system because um, the extra man at the back we keep it at the back it's too slow and one thing I hate yeah I, I actually hate possession football without you know um, any sort of urgency to go forward or any type of urgency at all. I feel like our players are very guilty of receiving the ball and just doing hot potato. Like, especially the fullbacks, when you get out wide, yeah, it's, James is guilty of this as well, as much as I like James. But one criticism oh. I have with James, yeah, is he gets it and when he, he has space to drive forward, but no, he'll just pass it backwards. Back we know Alonso isn't good enough to drive with the ball. We know Alonso can't dribble. So I don't expect him to do it. But then again, I don't want him in the team. So I don't have, I can't really put much on him. But James, I want you to be more brave. Chilwell, I want you to be more brave. I know he didn't play tonight. Um, the centre-back sets as well. Step into midfield sometimes. You know what I'm saying? Um, but um, yeah, second half was, was a little bit better. I think Gilmore was um, di- dictated um, the, the ball um, in parts of the second half quite well, uh, even though he did lose it a couple of times. Um, and yeah, we got the goal, so yeah, we move move to the win. Uh, Jay, did you want to say something? Yeah, sorry, I was just going to chime in on what you were saying to about the formation and that because I find it very interesting that um, as soon as we lose Thiago, as soon as we lose Thiago Silva, or I should just call him Thiago because he's playing better than the other Thiago anyway. He don't even deserve to be. <laughs> but like, um, Thiago Silva has been like so instrumental in. I think I feel like Jorginho and Kovacic have a really good relationship with Thiago Silva in terms of when they know when he steps into the midfield, um, he's like really good with the ball and he can play with them. So like, he, he, he's, he's not, he, I don't think he plays like a lot of the forward passes to like the, the guys that I want him to play, to play, that I want Jorginho and Kovacic to play it to. But I just feel like they are much more composed and I feel like the build-up play is much better when Thiago Silva is there. Whereas when, say for example, I think it was what, Zuma today? Zuma in the centre of the defence. I just feel like they're not really willing to play with him as much. So a lot of the play was even slower because it was just going back to what we were doing before, which was Zuma to Rudiger, Rudiger to Alonso, Alonso mm-hmm. back to Rudiger, Rudiger to, to, to Zuma. And then with James, I feel like with James at the moment, one of the reasons why he's improved so much this season has been because I, I, feel, I feel like he hasn't wanted to attack as much as he did the season before. He was doing it earlier on in the season in terms of crosses, but I just feel like he's not, he's not, he's taking a lot more unnecessary risks 
because even though to us they look like necessary risks in terms of like beating your man and going past them and, and whipping the ball in, I just feel like with him he just wants to make sure that we keep hold of the keep hold of the ball, especially under Tuchel as well. He wants to keep hold of the ball, recycle it back, and then if he can get into a space where he feels like all he needs is to get a yard to cross it, then he'll then he'll do that. But I don't feel like we're gonna see James beating beating guys like that down the right wing anytime soon. To be honest. Yeah, quickly I'll chime in here before Dan goes. Um, quickly. On on James, yeah, he's not he's not this dynamic one v one fullback anyway. So um, that's just him. Um, generally, it doesn't mean he's not a good fullback. He's still got all the attributes to be a really good fullback, and I like him. I want him to be the first choice centre um, right back, and I'm and I'm happy with him as a player. But generally, I don't think his game is beating man one v one. But even though that's not your game, I still want you to be brave when you're on the ball and drive with the ball. You've got you've got the physicality, you've got the strength to to body any man that comes near you, and you you've got decent technical ability in terms of your dribbling. So just drive a little bit into the space that's in front of you. That's all I'm asking. There's not every day pop it back to you, the centre back. And also another point on on the Thiago thing. Um, yeah, I, I hear that. Um, what you're saying is very valid because Thiago's a really good playmaker from the back. But um, also, um, in this system, when you've got the two, um, you need your midfield to come and show in it. So this is this is my issue. When Kante plays, yeah, mm. I don't feel like we have that. We don't. We do, We just lack. We lack the control because say what you want about Jorginho, he's always going to make himself available. Same thing with Kovacic because they they might know that they can receive the ball under pressure. They don't mind. They're comfy. You know what I'm saying? So they're going to drop into that space and receive the ball from the centre backs, as we saw against Tottenham. Um, especially um, tonight weren't really happening. But yeah, Dan, go on. My, how the tables have turned. Once again, I didn't really have to speak up for Jorginho and Kovacic because my new ally, I've drafted Jermaine. Obviously, like he's talking about um, what we all know. We all know that Jermaine, I mean, Jorginho, I'm even calling Jorginho Jermaine. We all know that Jorginho and Kovacic, they're the better ball players. It was interesting today, Gilmore coming in because I know like, before uh, Tuchel came in, a lot of people were always saying, drop uh, Jorginho, Gilmore can do what Jorginho can do and more. Do you know what I'm saying? And as much as I don't want to just take this game and judge it, and maybe Sam can speak on this, because I feel like Sam was one of them people. Um, don't mean to draw you out, Sam, but I do feel like, okay, yeah, let's keep the context. It was like 10 new players in. Do you know what I'm saying? I, I think it's always harsh when so many new players came in. Tuchel's literally used this game to give games to people that hasn't had starts. Do you know what I'm saying? So, and we already said Barnsley was difficult against, you know, Lampard, one of Lampard's first teams, isn't it? So it was always going to be difficult, but I do feel like there is a conversation to be had because Tuchel has mentioned that Gilmore is his fourth choice. Um, and it's, but what he didn't say was that Jorginho and Kovacic is his first two. Kante, a world-class midfielder, how, can he be a backup? Do you know what I'm saying? And I feel like today, even though it was Kante just coming back from injury, even though it was Kante playing in a team that isn't used to playing together, I feel like that's probably kind of reinforced the idea that Jorginho and Kovacic should be our starting two. Um, yeah, so it'll be interesting to hear Timpson, to hear Sam on this type of stuff, because I know those two, they're probably two of the people that probably wanted to ship both of them out. So yeah, that's kind of what I wanted to hear. Okay, let me just jump in. So, firstly, I never put Jorginho and Kovacic together. Like, I've always liked Kovacic. There was a time kind of recently where, like, like PTLD, Lampard, stress disorder just took over (laughs) and every player looked rubbish. But I've never put Kovacic and Jorginho together. I've always thought Kovacic is a very good footballer um, and maybe just needs to be coached in the right direction to kind of um, be the the best version of the midfielder he can be because he's got all the he's got all the qualities to be a very very good midfielder 
with Jorginho, um, I'm the first to say that since Tuchel's come in, he's been brilliant. He like he has. He's been controlling the middle, been really good of his possession. So I will say that. But under Lampard, his deficiencies were glaring. Like maybe that's Lampard's fault, but the way he plays. If you do focus on him, I believe, as an opposition team, you can get at him and you can make Chelsea pay, basically. He gave Sheffield United to deal with getting at him and he was looking... Yeah, like, if you yeah. get at him, he starts skating around, falling over. And I know he does nice... Like, he can take the ball on the half turn and he can play it nicely, but... Yo, I do think speak up for Jorginho. I've heard too much hate. There's still... A- there's still a player there that can be got at. And if a ma- if opposing managers want to get at Jorginho... I think they're able to basically. Of course, they can with any midfielder, but exactly. his, I like that. his deficiencies can be glaring, like However. proper glaring. Yeah, just, just a disclaimer. I, I am a Jorginho fan. I just, I just felt to you know add some balance to the to the argument. But yeah, um, <laughs> let me let's let's get into some individuals now because obviously a lot of people stunk today. The game wasn't good, so I think um, we have every right as as we have this podcast to you know um, get our thoughts out on certain man that we feel like were, were poor. So Timson, I'm going to let you shine. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, about that about that J five and Kovacic um, yeah. under two ball. All I will say is caveat is they've yet to play a team with a midfield. Yeah, that's the that's the Timpson that I like. They've yet, to play, they've yet to play like look at it. Wolves, Burnley, um, who else have they played? Um Spurs. 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 Yeah. Teams that conceded the midfield battle and there just decided to defend in front of it. So I'm still waiting for okay. but we, we've the seen midfield. them against Liverpool, we've seen them against um City under Lampard. Still in, a, in a two or a three, though. Yeah, but yeah, in a three. But even in a two, we've seen we've seen them in the two for Lampard. You know what I'm saying? People try to act like they yeah, can't no. play. to be fair, we have yeah. People try to act like they can't play good against good teams. We've literally the best performance we've had against good teams. A lot of the time, Jorginho and Kovacic is playing. That's all I'm gonna say. I'm still waiting. I'm still I'm still waiting for it. Um, this is this is a new regime in it. We're not talking like it's a fresh start. It's a fresh start. We're not we're not taking Lampard credit <laughs> into the two court era, unfortunately. Now, this is the thing as well, um, Timson, yeah, the thing is, like, don't get twisted, I like what I see from Jorginho at the moment, but there is a part of me that always just thinks, like, I'm just waiting to see if there is a weakness under Tuchel. Like, the, not, not, um, not Tuchel's weakness, but in terms of, is, is, it, is it the system, is it the style of play, is it the player's movement around him, what is it? Because if Tuchel can manage the team in a way where, and, and manage, obviously, his style of play in a way where, the movement around is just so good for Jorginho to play with that, you know, you, you struggle to probably like kind of disrupt his game. Then it might be a while before we see Jorginho have like a really, really like bad game, like Lampard level. Do you know what I mean? But we'll see. We'll see. I, I just feel like right now, though, he does deserve a lot of credit because he's, he's instrumental in what we're doing. Like, like right now. And let's, let's swing it back to Sheffield United just real quick. But yeah, um, Timson, go on. Yeah, I give Sheffield United, um, Barnsley, Barnsley. Sorry, yeah, I give credit where credits due. Um, but moving on to the moving on to player performances, um, I think Aspilicueta. Uh, sorry, Ariza Balaga had a very good game. Um, he made a point blank range stop, and um, yeah, Alonso um, didn't play well. Hence why um, he didn't finish the game. Um, I thought he went to sleep, and I thought, is this? 
um, the true Marcos Alonso that we've known for all, for, for all these years, kind of showing his face um, with that defender, with him going to sleep and the guy creeping up in front of him. Um, Christensen, mm, he was in that right back, he, he was in that right centre back role and um, he doesn't look comfortable in those wide areas like a typical um like a typical centre-back drawn into the wide areas, he just didn't look comfortable. And the fact that nominally he was playing as a right-back when we were in attack, was it wasn't a good look for him. So I felt I, I felt for him. Um, and obviously he took a kick to the head in the first half when he got dropped on the floor. Um, who else played centre? Zuma, dominant in the air. He misplaced some passes like everybody else. Mm. Then we, then, we, then we move into the midfield. I felt like in the first half, Billy Gilmore um, was the further, was the more advanced of the two and he struggled to um, get on the ball and dictate play for it um, at the start. And N'Golo Kante was sitting deep, um, but he wasn't breaking things up. When he got the ball, he tried to um, kind of play long balls and just show his expansive passing range. And I was, I just looked at it and I was like, this isn't Pirlo. This, this isn't you. This isn't you, N'Golo. But... Um, yeah, so looking at the front three, let's go to Hakim Ziyech. Um, I was not, I was not impressed. I was not impressed, and the fact that I think the fact that he was saying the best is still to come, um, and it looked bad. It, it was even worse than what we've seen today. Oh my god! He could not hold. Uh... He could not hold on to the ball. I mean, he needed some gorilla glue on his boots to keep the ball. It was just so. Oh so bad. my day! Tammy Abraham. Man went top one, got man of the match. Tammy Abraham got man of the match, but in the first half, I said, "I'm running. I'm running out of excuses." The hold-up play was non-existent for large parts of the game, um, especially when we were under the cost. We just needed that focal point just to hold it, like win a free kick, hold it. I know we want. I know. I know we should have had a penalty, but um, looking at that, looking at the rest of his performance in the first half in isolation, I was I was very very disappointed. Then we come to the man. Then we come to the man um, f- rounding out the front three, Christian Pulisic. Christian Pulisic. I didn't. I didn't really say anything in on Twitter because his performance sp- spoke for itself. It was absolutely smelly. Like, what did he do? What did he do? I think. And then here, here's the thing. I feel like we. we I, I don't even want to say that. Um, He's out of form, this and that. This is Christian Pulisic. We're offering, we're offering final, final rights and testaments to that restart Pulisic because he's never coming back. He is never, ever coming back. Christian, <laughs> let me just use some data. Christian Pulisic has played 54 games for Chelsea Football Club. Yeah. And that eight-game purple patch restart Pulisic is less than 15% of that sample size. So this guy has been riding the wave. This guy's been riding the wave of fifteen percent of his total performances, and he's getting in. And he was getting into the team over um, the likes of Callum Hudson Odoi, who was playing really well. Over fifteen percent of his total sample size—that's criminal. That's criminal on Pulisic. That's criminal for Frank Lampard. That's criminal for that whole previous regime. And I tell you, you know, now, yeah. all we're seeing is a lack of consistency. Um, droop, head down, dribbling. With to no avail, even the dribbles weren't coming off today. So what is he doing then? Mm. He's he's offering he's offering us nothing. He's he's almost he's almost as bad as prime Michael Owen when your team's under the pressure because he's like playing with ten men when he's not, <laughs> he's not on it. He's so so bad. And now I think his star boy status is about to go because for me, I don't even say he's the best American in foot in world football at the moment. Best American for me is Brendan Aronson, who's just gone to. All right, um, mate. All right, all right. We'll, we'll, we'll leave it there. We'll leave it there. <laughs> 
but no, no, seriously. I'm funny enough. Yeah, I'm, I'm just waiting for me to rewatch the game, and we're just gonna get a heap of voice notes tomorrow. But um, on Pulisic, yeah, just quickly, um, just something that Joe said in the group chat, and that I completely agree with. This was a while ago. I don't know if you remember. That I'm I'm struggling to to understand what he is. So he doesn't quite um, score enough goals to be a wide forward like a Salah or Mane. And he doesn't create enough chances to be a wide playmaker like Hazard. So I don't, he kind of falls in between the two categories. I'm just not sure what he is. But yeah, this season, he's having a season um, from the pits of hell. And it, it's just really, really, he's smelling. I, right. I know what he is, Sam. I know what he is. He's injury prone. <laughs> that, that one. <laughs> Yo. Maybe, maybe we'll say. Yo. Hey, listen, they can, I don't have to grill me as well as you because last time you got grilled in your DMs. But um, yeah, um, Ziyech again. As well, just to echo what you said, yeah, he wasn't very good. Um, I think my issue with um, him, as well as his performance, is that he just looks a bit laboured, man. Like, so say what you want about Werner, but Werner always looks like he's trying. At least, you know what I'm saying? Sometimes Ziyech and Havertz, they will look a bit a little bit laboured, a, like, a bit like cluster. It's like, you know, do you really want to be playing type of thing? So, yeah, Ziyech, Ziyech was poor today. And it, that, that was his chance because really, truthfully, um, like you said, he said the best is still to come, et cetera, et cetera. And we're expecting a lot more from him, so... Yeah, man, it was just it was it was it was it wasn't very nice to watch. Um, I don't know if anyone else has anything to chip in on on those individuals. In terms of today, I feel like a lot of the players, a lot of the players look very poor on the ball generally, like dribbling, dribbling, um, passing, final ball. It was all it was all like a bit of a shit show, really. To be honest with you, even Hudson, like Hudson was getting a ball. <laughs> like it was slipping. It was alright to be fair. I thought it was alright. No, no, he was he was okay mm-hmm. in terms of yeah. general play what he was trying to do, but just generally, like everybody it looked like nobody could dribble today. Like honestly, everybody was getting a the ball. They were just taking like loose touches, like they were knocking it, and when they were knocking it, it was going like 50 yards in front of them. Like, I don't know what was wrong with today. Obviously, the pitch was poor, but brother, like we've all played on Sunday league pitches, like that Barnsley pitch. Shits on any other pitch that we probably play in Saturday League, in it. Do you know what I mean? So I'm not having the the pitch as an as an excuse to be honest with you. Like for me, um, they were all poor today. But I do feel like this 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 little Pulisic patch at the moment. I, I, I the reason why I want to speak on this is because I've I've been a massive fan of Pulisic since since him coming, <clears throat> mainly because I looked at what he could do as a player. So when a player comes firstly. I look at just their general ability, like what they can do. Can they dribble well? Can they shoot? Can they score? Can they do like all the all the type of things that they do? When I saw Pulisic for the first time, I actually looked at his attributes and, and like some of his main threats in terms of like the way he dribbles and stuff like that. And I thought he would actually be a really really good player for us. Obviously, you had the that patch where he scores the, the goals and he's a main player for us and that and he's winning games and whatever. But I just feel like now it is kind of right to, to kind of highlight this bad patch at the moment because the majority of his Chelsea career so far has looked like, you know, what we've been seeing recently. 85%. And, and for me, yeah, and for me, I, f- I, feel, I feel like for me, that is a worry because it's, it's, I don't know, man, like even today, like I know I said everybody was bad, but Pulisic, for his ability, I just feel like he should be doing much better with those final balls once he's done the kind of hard work to get into those positions, do you know what I mean? Like it was a simple ball, I think, through to Hudson Odoi, and he's just like it just looked like mm-hmm. there was no thought process behind it or nothing. So mm. one thing is for sure, I think he's lucky that Tuchel is probably, you know, leaning more towards you know helping him out and stuff like that, rather than it be a manager that. You know, that, that, that doesn't know him has never played yeah, with him before. Yeah, he's lucky. He's, he's lucky he's got that credibility in the back. Yeah, because I feel like he's going to get a few more chances, I think, 
to, to play, but there's also there also might be a reason as to why he's an impact player under Tuchel. Maybe Tuchel already knows maybe stuff that we we're seeing now. Do you see what I'm saying? Maybe. Yeah. Can I just can I just get Sam's thoughts on Pulisic just real yeah, quick? Yeah, yeah. So similar to Jay, like, I'm a big fan of Pulisic and kind of I looked at what he actually can bring to the team in terms of what he does rather than his numbers. Um, but the purple patch is obviously a kind of big point of contention for everyone. But my thing is, if someone is able, it wasn't just like a purple patch, like, I don't know, when a striker scores seven goals in seven games. It was a purple patch where he was actually like incredible. He wasn't just scoring goals and getting assists. He was literally taking all games by the scruff of their neck and pretty much dominating them. Like that, that, I know it was only half an hour against Liverpool, but that performance was mental. Like you can't do that if you're not good at football. So it's a weird one. I totally agree with everyone because this season he has been nothing. He's been rubbish, really. He's just, I think my biggest worry with him isn't his skill. It's actually probably his injuries because I think, as time goes on and he picks up more and more injuries, they're going to have more and more of an effect. And then he's going to miss more games, going to take him longer to get back into the kind of starting 11. And any player needs a run of games to become the player they need to be or the player they should be. So that's my worry with him. But I'd still personally stick with him on the wing for Chelsea because like people have been saying, Ziyech, I don't know what he does, to be fair. He just smacks the ball around from when I watch him a lot of the time. Like, I get what he's trying to do, but I'm not sure if what he's trying to do, that other players want him to do that or Tuchel wants him to do that. I'm not sure if that's what Chelsea need or want. So I'd still personally persist with Pulisic at the wing, but I do completely understand the worries that everyone has. I think you made a very good point on... So, so quickly, Dan. I think you made a really good point on Pulisic and the fact that in that purple patch, he wasn't just scoring goals. He was taking games by the scruff of the neck and he was showing more than the goal scoring. So that's a really, really good point. One thing with Pulisic though is that he's not, he doesn't strike me as a very um, confident player. So um, he strikes me as a, like, you know, a Morata type where when they get in a rut, their head goes down. They don't have that um, inner belief type thing to kind of pick themselves up, if that makes sense. They seem like the ones that kind of, it gets to them a lot. Um, whereas you've got on the opposite side of the spectrum, someone like a Diego Costa, who even when he's in a rut, his confidence is going to be high. He's still going to keep doing everything that you need. Do you understand what I'm trying to say? He's, he strikes me as a type to get down. And when he's down, it's hard for him to get out of that rut. And I think that's that's what we're experiencing right now. Um, yeah, Dan, did you want to say something? I was just going to say, since Sam was saying that um, Pulisic is his preferred choice above a ZH, do you know what I'm saying? At the same time, currently in Tuchel's system, it's only one winger playing. Then there's a, a wing-back playing. Do you know what I'm saying? So... When it comes down to, if you want Pulisic to play, are you, what are you saying? You don't want Hudson to play? Um, oh, no, I'm Hudson every day over does. Pulisic. Yeah, that's 100. what I'm saying. So, this was in the fourth two weeks. I think there's, there's space for, for both of them because Hudson's playing wing-back at the moment, so... But, um... Go on. Yeah, sorry, Sam. Um, I can't lie, though. This is why uh, Mason Mount is... is Fam! Oh, I was just about to get <laughs> I'm telling you, nobody's gonna defeat that you. I'm telling you. Cause as much as as much as like we all thought 
it, it was bait that it was. Famous. It's not we. Don't say we, bruv. No, 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 <laughs> don't no, say no, we. But yeah, go ahead. What I was gonna say is, I think it's bait that we all saw the favoritism on the Lampard, and I can say we because I think a lot of people did really see the favoritism on the Lampard with Mount. But I think one thing that you can't fault Mount Mount for is is just his 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 inevitability is dumb. Like he's just always gonna come back because these men are just not taking their chances, bro. We look a better team with Mount on the pitch, bro. And and the listen, Mount. He'll eat this up all day long. You you get Listen. on the pitch against someone like Barnsley and you don't show up. Guarantee you on against Newcastle, Mount's gonna be on the on he's gonna be on job, bro. Like these guys don't stand a chance if they don't up their level, honestly. Yeah. Just before before I speak on Mount, yeah, because I was itching and I'm happy Jay you brought it up. Um, I think this is also another chance for Havertz because um I think Havertz against Wolves. I need to rewatch the game, but I think even though everything did come off for him, I think, correct me if I'm wrong, but that was his only um, oh, game on yeah. the Tuchel, right? Okay, no, that cool. Was start. That was only start. only start. Okay, cool. So um, even though everything did come off, he did show good signs, in my opinion. And I feel like this is yeah. his chance again, because he can easily come in and dust Pulisic. Because him in that 10 position, it makes a lot of sense. It suits him down to a T. And obviously we've got Werner there, but I think long-term, Tuchel's going to look to push Werner um, as the number nine. But... Back to Mason Mount, yeah, as, as you were saying, bro, like, man will have a lot of chat for Mount and all this, yeah, but he's showing out game after game way more than these, man. Way more than these, man. He's showing out way more than Ziyech, showing out way more than Pulisic. Bruv, I don't want to hear chat for Mount because when Mount's there, I'm, I'm seeing urgency. I'm seeing us move the ball yeah. a bit quicker. I'm seeing someone who's covering a lot of ground. And these are all things that, when we play poor, these are all things that we lack. Do you understand what I'm saying? Today... I believe Mason Mount moves the ball a lot faster than some of these men. I believe he runs, he, he covers a lot more ground than some of these men. And I believe he just, he quickens everything up, for, in my opinion anyway, in terms of his link up and stuff like that. So for me right now, he, he's, he's playing, he's easily head and shoulders above these men. And they kind of need to, the likes of ZH, the likes of Havertz, they need to kind of step to his level. I can't lie to you. I don't think I, I think, I think it's unfair with, the, with Havertz. I think, with I think yeah, Havertz, to be fair, sorry, sorry, Dan. I think Havertz is a bit unfair because he's had, um, you know, a lot of troubles off the pitch and um, in terms of injuries and COVID and stuff like that. One start. He's had one start. Yeah, and he's only had one start as well. But Pulisic yeah. and Ziyech in particular, them two. But yeah. yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah, that's yeah, what I was going to say about Mount is certain man said he wouldn't get on the pitch under Tuchel. Cool. Well, say names, isn't it? Say, don't say, say no, they names. know who say they names. are. They'll be listening. They're no, I'm not having it. I'll lock you in. They'll be listening. They'll be listening. They'll be listening. They'll always feel the Wait, wait. So, Dan, I got a question for you. Do you? Because remember, remember before the before Tuchel's first game, we were going back. I know. To that's why you want. You wanted. Okay, go on. Say what oh you no. Oh, yes, yeah, so I went to ask you. No, sorry. I, I think it was after the Tottenham game. When, yeah, when I, I said, when I said, when I said after the Tottenham game that Mount should start from like he should start the um the following game right against Tottenham. And obviously, you you you've been saying that you don't think Mount should be, um, uh, you know, a mainstay, or, and you wasn't sure whether the Wolves um, cameo was enough for him to start. So, are you? Do, what do you think now? Where, where do you stand on that? Do you think that he should yeah, be even, a guaranteed even, starter now, or no? Even now, because I know you're trying to. The, the energy you was asking me that question with, I didn't like it. Let me just put it out because <laughs> I was I had to come for you last point. That's why we didn't show up. No, I know you were supposed to come. That's why I dropped off. No, I'm joking. <laughs> But but yeah, I feel like you're coming from a I told you so type energy. So calm that down. Let's let's calm that down. But you're but damn also, right. You're damn right. But, but also, I feel like you have to understand, like that in that conversation, it felt like you thought for that I don't rate Mount or I feel like he didn't play well. And just to kind of, I know like they, they, them, these guys listen. They're not in a WhatsApp group, so I just kind of want to say that I, I wasn't saying Mount shouldn't start. 
I'm just saying that at that point, I think only a few players became people that had to play. And I felt like Hudson had to play. I felt like Thiago Silva obviously had to play. And I think Jorginho and Kovacic, there was even there was an argument that even them two, Kante could come in because obviously it was still early days and like Kante hadn't been given a start. And I was saying that in that position, you know, where you've got Werner, you've got Havertz, you've got Mount, you've got Pulisic. I was saying that he doesn't have to start. Tuchel can give another player a chance. Now, we all know Mount. I think the same way we're talking about Jorginho, where you know his positives and negatives. I feel like we know Mount, we know his positives and negatives. Mount gives you that urgency. He gives you that quickness. Sometimes that's positive. Sometimes that's negative. In terms of a Mount shooting, and he should just really calm down, but he snatches at it and then the ball goes over. Not all the time, but sometimes. You want him to be a bit more patient in the box. But because he's an urgent player, you know, like sometimes he makes the wrong decision. Do you know what I'm saying? So I felt like coming to the Spurs game, if Havertz was fit and Havertz wasn't fit, but I was thinking there's a case that Havertz could have started because I felt that game could have been decided on one goal. Do you know what I'm saying? And if that chance came to a mount and then it kind of goes over, or do you want it to come to a Havertz, et cetera, et cetera. So, yeah, so like, if you're asking me now if there's anything I've seen that has changed my opinion then, I don't think so because I, I think Pulisic deserved to start. Not necessarily that he deserves to stay in a seat team, but the fact that he started, um, he came off the bench against Wolves and he had a positive impact. He came off the bench against, was it Burnley? And then he had an assist. Like, Pulisic has a case to start. Do you know what I'm saying? So, so yeah. yeah go on. To add to what you're saying, I think as well, yeah. Remember the team that Pulisic started, started in today was like a shadow mm. of what the team has been yeah. like so far. Like, that's not the team one and two. You've probably got two of the most instrumental players, or three, actually, of the most instrumental players in Thiago Silva, Jorginho, Kovacic, all not playing today. Yeah. And um, I, th- I, th- <sighs> I think they, they contribute a lot to those attackers when they drop to get the ball. I think Agreed. they know exactly when to play it. Kovacic drives a lot better with the ball. Mount as well, obviously, if he's on the pitch. The thing is with, with Mount, I think it's not just about um, him taking that attacking role in terms of doing that attacking work. I think with mm. today, what you saw was those players, a lot of the times I looked at Ziyech and when Ziyech lost the ball, he didn't he didn't move. Like, he mm. didn't run back. He didn't And Pulisic as well. Yeah, yeah, and Pulisic as well. And, and the, the thing with Havertz, we've seen him run back. We've seen him do it, yeah. Mm. We've seen... Yeah. Um, Mount do the work. We've seen Werner put in hella work. Do you see yeah. what I'm saying? So mm. right now, those three players for me, and then Hudson as well. I feel like where we thought right wing back might be his his position under Tuchel. I actually have changed my mind. I feel like the the real progression with Hudson is going to be the two forwards left like inside forwards. So you know what? And, and so- Mount in the false nine or Havertz in the false nine. I feel like that's where it's going to. go. Credit Karma has always been there to help you make better financial decisions. And now they want to help you even more. With a Credit Karma Money Spend account, you can be rewarded for good money habits. Credit Karma Money is a brand new checking account where you can win cash reimbursements for making purchases. Just pay with your debit card, and if you win, you'll be notified on the spot, and your Instant Karma cash will be added back to your spend account. Open your FDIC insured spend account for free. There's no minimum balance requirements, no overdraft fees and free withdrawals from a network of over 50,000 ATMs. And when you make a purchase between June 8th and June 30th, you'll automatically be entered to win $1 million. Right now, visit creditkarma.com backslash winmoney to open your free account and start winning Instant Karma. 
Go to creditkarma.com backslash win money to sign up for free and start winning. That's creditkarma.com slash win money. Instant Karma is sponsored by Credit Karma. No purchase necessary. Exclusions and terms apply. See rules. Banking services provided by MVB Bank Incorporated. Member FDIC. Maximum balance and transfer limits apply. Well, that one we'll have to wait and see. Um, it's interesting, but I feel like for me personally, I just want to bring back to Herbert's here. I feel like he's got a real chance because honestly and truthfully, I feel like him, him and Mount. I like the idea of him and Mount in those in those two positions, and I feel like he's got um he's got a real chance to dust um ZH and Pulisic right now because I feel like um as you get what you've mentioned, so Werner. Uh, Werner, Havertz, um, Callum, um, they they put in mad work off the ball. You know what I'm saying? And Mount sorry, those four players, they put in mad work off the ball and they're um they're key to our attack. So if um they're putting in mad work in the offensive and defensive phase, if they if the four of them want to pitch together, I feel like it could it could really work. So I'm hoping um Havertz can take this opportunity when he's back from injury because I still believe in Havertz way more than I believe in some what I'm seeing from some other. But um, and, and he deserves a chance. Yeah, and just to quickly add on to that, I was one of them people saying that Mount and Havertz in the 4-3-3, I don't necessarily think is a good thing because both of them want to get forward, like, do you know what I'm saying? And they need people to feed them the ball. But having Jorginho Kovacic behind them, I think is exciting to the idea of Mount and Havertz. I feel like the fact that Mount is the energetic one, Havertz is the calm one. I feel like, yeah, I want to see it. It's something I'd like to see. Cool, cool. Nice little back and forth discussion there. Um, I want to quickly, before we move on to Sheffield United game, I want to quickly um, talk about some positive um, individuals. I know there was only a few, but um, Tino Andrian I want to speak about. Um, I'm going to come to you, Timson, on this. So personally for me, I've not watched much of Tino. I know you guys have been talking about it in the group chat. Um, I don't really watch um, youth football, I'll be completely honest with you. But, and I wasn't, and also I wasn't impressed with what I've seen of him in previous cameos. But today, I was I liked the touches that I saw. I, I kind of li- I liked his cameo a little bit. Um, Timson, what did you think of his performance? I thought it was one of the brighter ones. Yeah, he gave a very cultured display, um, especially under the circumstances. So he's not coming when it's a dead rubber game in a Champions League group stage or um, we're comfortably in the lead. Um, we were second best in the game against Barnsley. We had a very slender 1-0 lead and um, Barnsley were pushing and for Thomas Tuchel to trust him um, in a midfielder, to trust the midfield duo of Billy Gilmore and Tino Andrian said a lot. He looked very, very comfortable in possession. Um, if you've watched him at youth level, you've seen that. He's very um, refined with his, from a technical perspective um, and he looked that and, and he looked like he injected some exuberance into the side and um, the midfield didn't 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 get weaker. Um, you can make a case that it was potentially stronger in the few minutes that they were together, and uh, before Kovacic came on, and he and he kind of had to do a shift that wide. Yeah, yeah, agreed, agreed. Um, there was one ball that I can't remember who it was fired into him, and his first touch was absolutely brilliant. Um, so yeah, I was I was I was impressed with his cameo. Um, Jay, do you want to chip in there before we move on? Yeah, no, I was just going to say like with, I think when you're looking at the way the game was going and panning out like. It was risky, in it? Like, it's brave from Tuchel. I think that's massive. Like, it's something small, but something really big at the same time in terms of him bringing on Andrew for that game and for him to kind of see it out. But he did look, like, quite impressive. And I think when he played the Champions League game earlier on in the season as well, he had a slow start because he started out on the left. But, like, later on in the game, he started getting into it as well. And I just feel like with Andrew, 
so far what it's looked like is the more minutes he gets with this team, the the better he'll probably get as well. And I feel I feel like we we've, we've probably got something really good in Andrian, if I'm being honest with you. I think with Kante, one thing I have seen with Andrian is that he's really good at using his body for his young age. Like he, he's actually a really mature footballer in a way where he knows how to use his body, his physical strength in terms of shielding the ball and stuff like that. So that position in there with the double pivot, that um, that might be something to just have a look at for him, to be to be fair, on the two hole. It's exciting times for him. To be fair, correct me if I'm wrong, didn't he come on in the number 10 position? He did, he did, right? Did it, is that where he came on? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He played number 10. Playing... I can't lie, I was on the disc. Oh, oh, okay, cool, cool, cool. Yeah, no, he came on in number 10. Yeah, he came on in number 10 and then... Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. Um, I'd say that's more his natural role, um, to be honest. Um, he can do a job as a box-to-box, um, to use football manager terms. Box-to-box, he'd be accomplished but um i'd say you could you could make a case that maybe he's uh, a natural as a 10 um receiving the ball with his back to goal um and affecting the play in those advanced areas so i know with some of his other cameo appearances he's playing out position he's playing deeper but um this was probably a true reflection and he had under tuchel you know he's come on with clear tactical instructions so was he with gilmer in the middle or yeah it was him so he came on for CH and it was him, Kante and Gilmore. Then I believe Kante got subbed for Kovacic or was it Gilmore that got subbed for Kovacic? One of, one of them two came off for Kovacic in the pivot. Oh, so, okay. so, he played, so he played number 10, yeah. He played oh, because Simpson said, oh, he, like him and Gilmore. So I thought he'd come on in the pivot as well. Like in, in, oh, in, yeah, yeah. No, he was just talking about them in the middle of the park together, team, just in oh, general. Cool, 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 yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'll have to watch but, again though because yeah. what I saw like, from, from a side eye, it looked good. Yeah, um, let's 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 talk about the Sheffield United game on uh, Sunday. Um, a, a massive three points there, two one win away from home. Um, capitalized on the the stubblings of all of our rivals this weekend, apart from City. Well, City are hardly our rivals to be honest. But yeah, um, <laughs> getting into the game, um, I thought. Um, I thought was I thought was a, I thought we started kind of slow, similar to tonight. Not as bad as tonight, but I thought we kind of started a bit slow. Um, I think uh, Sheffield United they get pressed us um, um, high up the pitch, stop us from playing out the, out the back, and um, yeah, we we just couldn't get going. The middle two, Jorginho and Kovar, I think Jorginho in particular, they were getting around him, and he was struggling to influence it early on, and he lost the ball a couple of times, got got taken off it a couple of times, and um, yeah, we couldn't really get it ticking from from that standpoint. Um, I think Alonso again. Oh no, sorry, Chilwell started that game and. Um, Looked okay, got got down the line once. Um, and Reese James was right wing back, which I thought he looked quite uncomfortable. And I don't feel I, I tweeted it in the first half. I don't feel like that's his he, I don't think that's the right fit for him personally. And we couldn't just the contrast between this game and previous games where Callum was there, we literally built nothing down the right hand side at all. Like literally, it was Chilwell. Chilwell got in one once or twice, but mainly um, we were relying on Werner's runs into the channel to get us up the pitch. Can you imagine? Like we was that's how important Werner was. That's why that's part of the reason why Werner got man in the match because our wing backs were their niche. So we had to wait for Werner to run into the channels and give us that um that outlet, which he did very, very well. Got a nice nice assist for Mount's goal. Um and yeah, so obviously half time, I think he takes off Chilwell, brings on Alonso, and um he keeps Reese in the in the right wing back position, and I feel like he got into some decent position in the second half again. But again, as Meads um, said in, in the voice note, he didn't um, 
his end products wasn't really there. He didn't really try to do much with the ball in the final third, doing it very safe. So, um, but yeah, um, overall, uh, I think Werner was a big positive. Mount was a big positive. I thought his score was really good. Um, yeah, it was, it, was, it was a decent performance. Um, Sam, I don't know if you have anything to add to that. Yeah, so I I think we got a bit lucky against Sheffield, to be honest. I think that game that it could have easily went another way, but kind of was our day, really. And um, we kind of capitalised on silliness by Sheffield because kind of passed, if we didn't get that penalty, I'm not sure where I was seeing another goal coming from in that game. But um, yeah, I think you can see the difference when we play that team in terms of the 11 we played there, bar Giroud personally, compared to the 11 that we played today. Like, I think it's obviously already been uh, spoken about, but the Jorginho and Kovacic in the middle just offers you a kind of different level of control. Jorginho was being, like, kind of got at a little bit, but still on the ball, the control you have with Jorginho and Kova is is different to what we had today with Kante and Gilmore. So you see that. Um, and I think, like you said, the two kind of main shining points were Mason and Timo. Probably... Maybe bar Southampton, Tino, Timo's best performance in the Chelsea shirt, I'd say. Uh, of course, he didn't get a goal, which is annoying because he needs a goal. I think it will really help his confidence. But other than that, he'd done everything else, I think, that you'd expect of him. He drove with the ball. He asked questions. So I think hopefully this can be Timo's kind of turnaround and he can push on from this. And yeah, I do just want to reiterate again, it sounds like I'm going on about him, but Mount, how much of a difference we met, we have when he's on the pitch. I remember against Sheffield, it was 91st minute. I think Basham had the ball kind of near the Sheffield United corner flag and Mason's just hunting him down. It's a 93rd minute and he's just been playing for 90 minutes. I think people like to kind of just dismiss that stuff as, oh, you're da, yeah, you da, uh, it's all just passion, passion. But it makes, I, I don't understand how anyone can watch football and don't understand or play football. And having them players on the pitch makes such a difference. Speak on it. Yeah, just speak a on it. Massive speak difference having someone there. Do, he just, I think having Mason there, he makes other players around him uncomfortable in terms of opposition players, sorry. Like you just know he's going to be there or I just think you, you see the impact he has. He has a lot of work to do in the final third, for sure. His final third work needs his final third play needs a lot of work. Sorry, but in terms of what he does off the ball, the difference it makes to our team, I think, is isn't spoken about enough. Which will, of course, get laughed about because realistically, Mason Mount does get spoken about enough. Everyone knows he does, but I'm talking more in terms of the touchline community. I would say I think it kind of um, doesn't get stated enough how much of a difference Mason Mount makes on our team. Yeah, no, no, speak on it, speak on it. I think, um, as we mentioned before, um, with the game today, we see we see the difference when you've got players who, um, so like today, when the likes of Ziyech lost the ball, when the likes of Pulisic lost the ball and they weren't working back, the likes of Alonso, you see the difference it makes when you have the guys that do want to do it. So the likes of Werner, the likes of Mount, say what you want about Werner, he matches work. Mount again, um, yeah, he he puts in so much work for us and it's not it's not pointless running it's actual effective running and work so yeah yeah um speak on that one good credit to him um i wanted to touch on 
to, um, Ben Chilwell really quickly. Um, I think we need to have a conversation about about Ben Chilwell still, I can't lie. Um, so yeah, Chilwell got hooked at half time, I believe, if my memory serves me correct, for Alonso. Um, he didn't it was have... like 63rd minute. Yes. No, 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 no. I think it was half time. I think. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Either way, he got hooked. Um, 62nd. Oh, was it 67 minute, yeah? Okay, cool. So yeah, Chilwell um, came off again. He came off in the Wolves game, as well, I remember. Um, and he hasn't really looked too great under two calls so far. So I'm going to come to Jay on this one. Um, are we worried about Ben Chilwell's position in the team right now? Because, you know, I don't know. I think Tuchel seems to like Alonso. I think soon enough he'll realise Alonso's not it. But if 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 Ben's not pushing him, does, does he doesn't have a choice. Do you know what I'm saying? So Yeah, I think we've... I, I, it's weird with Chilwell because, again, like, technically sound... Like very, very, very sound in terms of his technique at left back. Um, even like early on in the season, he was doing little things like when he had the ball at left back and he was being pressed. He was just like kind of like giving players the shoulder, coming inside. Like he, he looked so much more confident earlier on, and um, it's just weird to see that you know this kind of drop off. It's kind of like come up, come from nothing as well because we haven't really had like a. I don't think we. It started on the Lampard, though. To be fair, in the Lampard ran yeah. into the ground. Like when oh, towards the end of Lampard's tenure, that's when he started looking poor. But yeah, carry on. Yeah, no, like, but even so, like, even in them games that we lost, I don't feel like he was getting hammered though. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, I, like when Alonso got dropped, like prior to this, like you know Alonso Emerson, it was because they were having you know like clangers. Do you know what I mean? Like West can, Brom game, Alonso. Can, yes. can I quickly come in there? Quick, quickly, yeah. When I say um he he was he's dropped off. I I agree with you. He he hasn't been looking like defensively shaky, but his work, his um on the ball work, like in the middle and final third, has not been good. That's not been good at all. At but all. that's what's weird about it because it's like it hasn't been good, but at the same time, like I just I just don't I don't understand where it's come from because mm. he's been playing well. Do you get what I'm saying? And I don't think like. This bad for this bad form to come. Normally, like you have to have some really shocking games, and then it's like it's something that just carries on going. And it's just like it's kind of like he like Babs made Babs made a good point actually. He said like has Chilwell just got kind of like comfortable because obviously under Lampard mm. he was just number one, wasn't he? And like now, Timson can can speak on this as well. Cause it'll be interesting to see what he thinks because like now all of a sudden it's like oh right, like I need you to do a certain job now in this formation under this manager, and it's like you're not guaranteed to be first choice. And it's just, you know, is his head going to drop or is he going to kind of rise to the challenge? It's just interesting to see. Also, one more question for you, Timson, on top of what Jay said. Do you also, do you think Chilwell suits left wing back? All right. Firstly, um, overview is Chili B's in trouble. Um, In terms of his drop in terms in terms of can he kind of update um or live up to what Tuchel wants um he hasn't been he he hasn't been his um very best um the thing that made Chelsea splash that money on him aside from um what he showed at Leicester to make Frank Lampard say this is the left back I want um this is the guy I want above Sergio Regulon and whoever else was available on that market um the look on his face when he got subbed um, in Tupel's first game, like, yes, you. And 
And he yeah. was so shocked as well. He, he was, was right absolutely shocked. That's how you know the conference has gone. Like, he no was after... the worst thing, though. No one was mm. happy that he gets subbed off. His perfectly slicked back hair became instantly dishevelled when he saw mm. his number. Instantly dishevelled. And you know that stuff doesn't move. Like, he could be on a <laughs> motorbike and that doesn't move. Like, it, became, it became a mess instantly. Then you look at, can he play wing-back? Most definitely, he can play wing-back, but... I don't is he is he is he the best wing back when um for most games when we dominate possession um will he produce a goal threat I I think that um he has attributes in terms of being more solid on the defensive end and just being able to provide more energy up and down he might not provide more of a goal threat but if he provides if he surpasses Alonso Alonso's output and everything else I don't see a reason why Tuchel can't take that into consideration but for me it's looking like he failed the first audition yeah, Tim. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, Shem. Um, for me, like what I was gonna say to add to that as well is like you're right. Like for me, when I look at him as well, like I said, technically good. The engine is there in terms of you know your basic job as a as a wing back is just to sometimes it's just to even have just the energy to be getting up and down. Do you get what I'm saying? Like your managers, the the very least, your manager just wants to see you getting up and down. So supporting the attacks when we're on the when when we're on the attack, making the run to get in behind and, and exploit space if it's there, or getting back and just, you know, being a number at the back. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, don't don't be, you know, jogging back like what Alonso has done in the past. Like, jog back and just completely, um, you know, just say, ah, oh, like, that's not me. Do you know what I mean? I'm not involved. Like, I, I just feel like Chilwell doesn't do any of those things. So, like, I'd be very, very shocked if Chilwell doesn't up his game to kind of take that spot. Because to allow somebody like... This it's, is, it's damning. It this is, is damning. So bad, but to sound like... To, to allow somebody like Alonso... To, That's to, damning. Yeah. Yeah. He's it's still bad. better than Alonso. Like, he's still it's better damning. than Alonso. He's still better Yeah, yeah what, what, what I'll say on that is, yeah, Chilwell can definitely play in, in, in wing-back in the sense that like he has the attributes. So, like, he won't slow us down in position when we ball down at left-hand side. He's much more short on the ball and he's more athletic. And he's technically more. Um, I can make it. I can trust him to make better decisions in the final third than Alonso. Um, so, like in terms of his crossing the pass, or whatever. My thing is, yeah, when Cho doesn't play in wing back, yeah, I think we're in trouble because it reminds me of Conte. When you look at Conte's season, yeah, when Victor Mo- Victor Moses, thank God, Victor Moses hardly missed a game, and the one game he missed against Manchester United, we got bad. You know what I'm saying? At Old Trafford, because when Victor Moses wasn't there, we had no one v one. Because Alonso is not a 1v1 guy, he's not dynamic. One thing about Victor Moses, and you mentioned it in terms of um, not tiring out, and he, Victor Moses was always active. He was ne- he never got tired of um, going up and down. And when he got the ball, he was very good at driving. You know what I'm saying? Drive, similar to what Callum has been doing against Wolves and Burnley. Victor, Victor Moses was the guy who was driving at defenders, um, going 1v1, going past, crossing it in. You know what I'm trying to say? So he was the dynamic wingback. When Cho doesn't play wing back, so when I saw the Sheffield United lineup, I said to myself, we're effectively playing a back five because we don't have that threat from the wing backs because I don't think James is suited to mm. that dynamic um, 1v1 game. And we really know um, and Chilwell is not in form right now type thing. So I was like, yeah, this is a, this is essentially a back five. We have, we have, we literally have um, two attackers on the, no, sorry, three attackers on the pitch. So Mount, um, Cho and... Um, Werner and if it doesn't go through if it doesn't go through the middle of the pitch if if Mount doesn't have a good game we've lost because we've got nothing out wide so um, obviously he, he he's kind of saw that sorry Cho didn't start what am I talking about it was Mount it was just it was Mount Giroud and Werner so essentially 
um, we know what Giroud's game is. So in my head, I, I said to myself, yeah, it's just Mount and Werner today. Otherwise, you know what I'm trying to say? So that's why Tuchel then brought on Cho for the second half. And then... Um, um, to be to- fair, the first goal did come from Chilwell's side. He played a really nice ball. Yeah, so, yeah. Uh, that's where he, I think he's played, about... he played it to Timo, didn't he? And then yeah, Timo yeah. cut it back. But that's why so I think that, like, he's about like, him in possession, isn't it? He's, he's quite decent. Yeah, I feel like he's so good in So I just want to say something in terms of what you're saying about Moses and Cho. They are wingers. Like Moses was a winger. Yeah, he Moses a was a winger. It was only Conte yeah. that made him a fullback. And Chilwell and James, yeah. they are defenders at the end of the day. So we didn't buy Chilwell to be getting goals and assists. So that's not what we bought him for. Like, it's nice because he's. I think he started off like he got quite. A few, he got a couple of goals and a couple of assists. So I don't know if people now expect that of him almost. But no, don't, don't get twisted. Yeah, can still. I know Chilwell. Chilwell's last two games, he's been the worst I've seen him at Chelsea. But still, as a defender, no goals. I can't, can't name a goal this season. My guy, oh, that was Chilwell's fault. Like, no, hundred percent, hundred percent. I still rate. Sorry, sorry. I'm sorry to chip in. Sorry to chip in. Yeah, I still rate you well, like generally. But I, it's just, it's just, I have questions over um, whether this wingback system, yeah. long, like whether we can play it every game. Because mm. yeah, I've just got questions in those positions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let me let me ask. Let me come in. Um, yeah, because with the modern day fullbacks are essentially um, demoted or auxiliary wingers. Mm. Um, essentially, so all of them are very comfortable beating players. But you got the odd Adam abnormality of that an ex-winger turn an ex-winger turn fullback in Aaron Wan-Bissaka who just can't beat a man um we've signed um not pure Aaron Wan-Bissakas but somewhere in the middle um in Chilwell and Reese James who defend first and they're pure defenders so they don't have necessarily that one-on-one um ability when it comes to beating a man now I want to ask you I want to open the floor to and ask you guys a question given what we've seen this season the system and performances today, if you could go back in time, would you swap Ben Chilwell for Regulon? Absolutely, absolutely. But that's, that's. I feel like that wasn't really, that's a lot of hindsight because nobody foresaw Tuchel coming in and, you know, playing three at the back, do you understand what I'm saying? So I feel like, it's yes, we would have. Um, and to be fair, my my initial, the reason why I didn't want Regulon in the first place is because, um, from what I saw of him at Sofia, I felt like he was a bit too attacking and I felt like Chilwell gave us that nice balance, which I, I'm still of the opinion of. However, Regulon is actually a, a good defender. He hasn't looked um, out of place at all. So, yes, but I don't feel like that's fair because it's a lot of hindsight. And, um, yeah, my last point on this whole, like, system, I know Jay, Jay can go next, but I just feel like if um, Callum isn't playing wing-back, we should just play a back four. Because um, even though, yes, James, that's not James's game in terms of one that's fine. But if we have an extra winger in front of him and he can overlap and support fam he's doing his job like he he's adding to the attack you know what I'm saying I know the game has changed and a lot of emphasis is on fullbacks but I still believe defend first and then attack second if um, in the back four when James is supporting the winger overlapping he's fine he's absolutely fine he adds so much to us do you understand what I'm saying so um, it's not an, I'm not I'm not criticizing these fullbacks for not being these um you know um for not being able to attack um amazingly because yeah they're fullbacks but my point is put them, um, um, you play the right system that suits them. And I feel like, I feel like the back three for me, I feel like some games it's going to um, be very useful, but I don't feel like it's the system we should um, settle on. I don't think Tuchel will settle on it. I think he will change it. But um, yeah, that's just what I wanted to say. I think um, generally my type of fullback is 
the fullback that that has got a little bit more in his locker in terms of getting past the man, and that doesn't necessarily have to be with the ball. I like a fullback that can that can pose a threat, whether it's on the ball or off the ball. The problem I have with with Chilwell and Alonso, I like Chilwell a lot because I just think he's a steady defender, technically good, good in the air, like in terms of he's got a good leap and stuff like that. But my problem is with a lot of fullbacks like that. Even with like for Trent, like Trent, for example, even with Trent, if you look at Trent and all these top fullbacks that, that attack these days, a lot of their work is done in, in front of the defender. It's not really beyond the defender. And and I don't really like that. Whereas like your Danny Alves or your Carlos's and all the like those top, top like left backs and stuff like that before that passed. I know I'm going a bit too far back, but they're like the, the perfect examples for me. Even like an Ashley Cole, who was really good defensively, but when he got forward, he got beyond his his defender. Like your Patrice Evers, they all did that. And the, the problem we have now is that with players like Chilwell and Reese, a lot of their work, even in the attack, is often done in front of the defender. That's why Reese's technique is so good, because he probably knew, like, oh, I'm not the type of guy to go past you, but I can cross it from a deeper area. Do you know what I mean? Beckham esque kind of stuff, like where I don't need to go past you, but I can cross it from deep. That's the only reason why I thought that if you remember Aspie and Murata's little link up when Conte was here. Um, a lot of crosses that come from Aspie were from right centre-back. They weren't actually from right wing-back. And with James, I feel like there might be something there for him in terms of playing right centre-back, getting into those positions where he's so comfortable in midfield, he's so comfortable crossing the ball from deep, that that might be something that we don't expect it from him. But because we know that he's got such a good delivery, he's going to be in the positions all the time and we'll probably get so much more from him that way. I think... The second thing I wanted to say is, or third thing, sorry, is that Mount, James and Hudson, they have a very, really unique relationship on that right-hand side. Like, they they work really well together. I've seen it twice now. Um, and I just feel like they just move the ball much quicker. I don't know whether it's because... Like, Cop and ball. Yeah, I don't, I don't know whether it's because they all obviously played, played with each other, youth level, or whether it's a thing where, you know, they just feel more comfortable because they've, you know... I don't know what it is, but they just seem to have a really good understanding on that side. And James looks a little bit more attacking when Hudson and Mount are are on that side helping him out. So I don't know. We'll, we'll wait to see how it pans out for James in terms of where he is actually going to play the majority of his football under Tuchel. But um, Chilwell's thing, again, regardless what your attributes are, you just can't be letting someone like Alonso take your place. So, yeah. <laughs> Any last words before we wrap up? Just want to say, in terms of hindsight, Lamptey would have been fucking perfect for right wing back. Yeah, yeah, perfect. He, he would, would have, have killed perfect. it there. Yeah, he would have been perfect. He's missed. Romento's got the height, so maybe. True, true. That yeah. guy's looking, looking cold. We'll see. We'll see how it plans out. I think, like I said, I won't be surprised if Tuchel, especially after what he saw today and the way he switched to a back four, I won't be surprised if we start with a back four against Newcastle. But yeah, I don't think. I think. I think he's gonna study it properly like going off the last couple of performances and kind of reevaluate you know the, the system and stuff and I think yeah. we'll see some changes but yeah um yeah it's been a pleasure guys um Sam thank you for joining us today Timpson guys doing your job as usual um yeah thanks for tuning in and we'll be back next week peace cool
and ranting Doing the most True say that money is power So when you get money, keep fighting Ghost Ghost I remember when I shot my shot But I didn't have guap So I hit the post But next time it's a golden goal and it Sports Social Podcast Network